Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. Party. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Friends Watching Friends. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Chrissy. And today we are discussing episode 23 of season one, The One with the Birth. Yay! It's hey. a big one. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Ben. I'm hospital worker Ben. <laughs> it's Ben to the rescue. Wait, you forgot your legs. <laughs> that was great. So good. Uh, all right. Well, what discussions do we have from last week? Yeah, we have a few of them, actually. Um, so this one is from, discussions are from last episode, the one with the ick factor. Yes. Um, so we have a few. These are from our Facebook group, Friends Watching Friends podcast group. Yes. And um, someone said that they love Chandler and Phoebe's relationship in that episode. Um, as we recall, Phoebe works for Chandler. Oh, yes. oh that's as right. As her assistant. And um, you don't think of them being a good, you know. Yeah, they don't seem like they would mesh well, honestly, like on their own. But they do. Yeah, we saw that the first time with... Um, when they broke up with, when Chandler broke up with Janice, That's and right. he broke up with, she broke up with whoever his name was. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're back together again, and someone was like, I really like their relationship, and it's, I agree. Yeah. I agree too. You don't think of it, but I do like it. It's good. And yeah. it's like very much just like a best friend relationship, and nothing more, and it's awesome. For sure. Like, Phoebe's real with him, and was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't like you, so. But she's like, <laughs> but she's like I tr- she tries to help him, like, maybe you should try this, or just, like, just accept it. It's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is what it is. And he does. He does. Yep. And he makes it work for his advantage, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then someone else said that she thought it was funny how Phoebe can be super ditzy, but also be the voice of reason at the same time. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think of, oh, that reminds me of something, like a cartoon character, but I can't think of who. It'll come to me in the middle of this episode. What, ditzy, but... But voice of reason. Maybe like Pooh Bear. Kind he's of. He's not ditzy, but he says not, he's a bear of little brain. Not but ditzy, he has, but like, he, yeah, he like plays this role like he's not smart, and I'm like, but you kind of are. But then he has like these deep, yeah, like, ponderings. Yes. Kind of like the Scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I only had a brain. But, like... But he's cool. Yeah, he's got, like, the most ideas and... I mean, honestly, if you think, like, back to Pooh Bear, like, Owl's the most annoying, and he's supposed to be the one that's, like, so intelligent. The wisest. Blah, 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 blah. I am the best. I don't know why he just had a French accent. (laughs) (laughs) He does have have an accent, however, though. True. Anywho's. Um, so... Someone else said that that they feel bad for Monica when the others make fun of her for dating Ethan because he's so much younger. Like she's like, oh, like it's not really her fault. Like she didn't really know, but at the same time, like she lied too about her age. <laughs> so like, man, that that stinks. It's a double-edged sword. Yep. It's like you feel bad for her, but you don't because they both lied. They both put that on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
For sure. But, like, as we see, she's having not a good, like, she's having a rough time with her dating right now. Like, yeah. A rough go. Um, and then they said that they thought it was funny that Ross was, like, upset about Chandler or Rachel having those dreams. They're just, like, I love that part of him that's just, like, I don't know. He gets so, like. Why would you dream that? Yeah. It's, really, it's, it's almost like Ross just wants Rachel to realize that she wants to be with him instead of, like, Ross actually asking. Like, it's not that he hasn't tried. He has, but he's had bad luck with it. But it's almost like at this point, he's like, I just want, it would just, yeah, it would just be easier if she would realize. If there would be some light bulb that would go off in her head instead of me having to try. Because clearly every time I try, it falls apart and is horrible. (gasps) I'm so right about my hypothesis. That's what Rachel finds out in the next episode. What, she discovers it herself? No. Just like you said? I don't know. Someone's gonna... No, she's gonna... I bet you... Okay, well, we can talk about this when we get to Hypothesis. Don't forget. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the one where Rachel finds out, right? Yeah. Yes. She finds out that Ross likes her. Season one ends with them getting together. Bum, bum, bum. It has to. It has to. They're gonna kiss. Mm. And not just a laundry room kiss. No. Like a real kiss. I want some mackin'. Maybe. They're gonna snog. <laughs> <laughs> that always makes me think of Ron. I know. Ron and Hermione. Oh no, Ron and Lavender. Lav Lav. <laughs> My lips are chapped. <laughs> Look, I'm taking the I'll word take for your word for it. <laughs> Not a big, a bit of snogging with you. Lips are chapped. Look. Take your word for it. Uh, speaking of Daniel Radcliffe, kind of, not really, uh, but we Matt and I watched this movie, and I forget the name of it, and it was on Netflix, and it was the weirdest friggin' movie ever. It was like... And he's in it? Yeah, and he's in it. And he, Is like, he plays like a, a dead guy, but he like... Oh. And he farts? Yes. Yes. What the hell is the name of that movie? I haven't seen it, but I've I don't know. We but... watched it, and I was like, what in the F is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird. But it made, like, it made us laugh What is it called? That's like, right. He plays the I'll dead guy, up. and he yeah. farts, I'll right? Yeah, and I thought it was, like, him, like, the guy that was, like, taking care of him. Like, his, like, brain was, like, <laughs> fucking up or something, because he's, he's homeless or whatever. And I was like, oh, it must be, like, him daydreaming or something. No, it's fucking real. <laughs> Like, Danny Radcliffe's is, like, ridiculous. Swiss Army Man? Yes, thank you, Swiss Army Man. It's so crazy. All it's right, so gonna, weird. We have to watch it. It's only an hour and a half of our life. Yeah, let's give do that it. Up. You're going to be like, what the F? Yeah, it's so crazy. But anyway, side note. Okay, so, um, we That's also funny. said, someone said that he thinks that um, Chandler would be a great boss. I, I would, think he would be. I would work under Chandler. Yeah, I think so too. Like I he keep gets that his stuff up to date. Gets his stuff done, but he's still like, he, I don't think he'd be one of those that are like, like, like a hard ass. Yeah, yeah. He would keep it like he would make sure things got done, but I think he would be Chandler and crack jokes and be funny. Yeah, they said if you're that, a boss, don't be an asshole. Yeah, agreed. They said that um, he would be strict when he needs his when he needs his weenus <laughs> under control, <laughs> but helpful and understanding when you need support. And he'd be funny in between. I agree. Which is uh, 100%. I totally agree. I agree. 
And then some other person just made this comment that they have a friend named Chris, um, who we jokingly call Steve, because our friend Tim, for a couple of years, kept calling, like, kept thinking his name was Steve. Because I remember we talked about how uh-huh. I kept calling our friend's brother's name yes. Steve, and this was not even close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andy, Andrew, yeah. Um, but anyway, those are the discussions we have today. Awesome. Love it. Keep keep going, guys. Discussion, questions. Yeah, The threads fun. will be up every week. Yep. So. Yep. Comments? Quotes? Oh, Thoughts? what? Oh, I thought you were asking me I what's know, next. I know. I was like, my brain stops for a second. I was like, <laughs> what am I saying? Never mind. Words. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Francis 15! Woohoo! Ooh, ooh. Alright, Meg. Are you prepared? Yes. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. On your mark. Get set. Go. Chunky bar. Uh, and then Joey ends up helping this lady give birth. And then Ross and Phoebe and Susan get stuck in a broom closet. And then they get out. And then Carol has the baby and they name it Ben. Fifth or 14.82. Nice. Good one. That's a good one. Okay. Beat that. I'm not going to be able to. Go. All the friends get to the hospital before Susan does and Ross is freaking out. Um, he gets stuck in a broom closet and breaks his credit card. <laughs> um, you forgot your legs, and then there's a baby. Twelve point seven. That was terrible. Good luck. Thank you. I, I want it. you to do your one word answers. I'm that's, that's like my only thing now. It's my favorite. All right, are you okay. ready? Um, yeah. Go. Carol gets a stuffed animal. She gets ice chips. Um, Ross rolls his ankle in a mop, uh, <laughs> in a mop, mop bucket, yeah. and, um, Rachel flirts with the doctor, oh, baby. Yeah. Baby! <laughs> I was like, it's gotta be coming to a close. 13.7. Oh, okay. I know, I know. That's I, w- I was surprised you didn't say bottle balloon. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, bottle balloon, How yes. did you talk about Joey? Uh, you did. I did. You did, yeah. All right. I felt bad. I think he wanted to be with that girl. I liked that girl in him. Yeah. They were so cute. They were cute. They were cute. Another side of Joey, guys. Mm. True. Yep. He's just a big teddy bear. Yep. We love Joey. He's a cute softie. And his womanizer features that you're like, oh, Joey. He just likes to have sex. Who doesn't? You know? It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, Chrissy. Give me that synopsis, girl. I gotta turn my phone off. It just dinged. I don't know where it is. Here it is. Okay, anyways, so we start in the hospital this time, um, and Ross is in legit freakout mode because Carol and Susan are just not there yet, and they paged him, as we recall the last episode, that, yep, yeah, stuff's going down, so... It's baby meet, time. It's baby time, meet us there, whatever. So he was like, what the heck's going on? They should be here. What if he's getting birth in the cab? Ah, freak out, freak out. And, like, all the friends are trying to, like, make jokes and calm him down, but he's just, like, getting that funny. Mm-hmm. Like, even Rachel makes a joke and, like, no one says anything. And she's <laughs> like, um, it's fine when Chandler does it. Come on. And then Chandler's like, you gotta pick your moments. <laughs> but she makes a pretty good joke, though. I think she was like, don't worry. If she has the, has the baby in the cab, it'll probably be a dollar for the first contraction and an extra 50 cents for any additional contraction. Like, that was pretty good. That was good. Um, so anyway, finally, Susan and Carol get there, and he's like, where have you been? What's going on? 
And then uh, Carol was like, I was looking at the stuffed animals in the gift shop and Susan wanted a chunky and like, you know, no big deal. And he was like, what the heck? We're having a baby and you guys are at the gift shop. Ah!" (laughs) And then they go into the room and get settled, settled in. So um, we meet Dr. Franz Blau, which is, you know, the obstetrician for them. And oh my gosh, is that what they're called? Obstetrician. Yes. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yep. There you go. Cool. Yep. And he is like, I don't really like him. He's like a cocky, cocky doctor. Yes. Yeah. And Rachel is all like, um, I'm all for that. So she like flirts with him the entire, pretty much the entire episode. Um, she goes home and gets changed. Yeah, she does. She goes home, changes into like a nice dress and she everything. She looks nice. She does look nice. And it's really just because of that doctor. She wants to like hit on him. Um, so we go into the hospital room and Carol is in the bed and, you know, doing, you know, dealing with contractions. And Ross and Susan are literally fighting over who can take care of her the most is yes. what's going on. Yes. So like they're timing her contractions. They're like giving her like massages and like trying to both like be on top of her and she's just like she's starting to be like all right leave me alone mm-hmm. i would have been like carol i totally would have yeah. too like i would have been like away. both of you i'm done i would have been like go get me joey yeah. i don't want either of you yeah. <laughs> for real get me a third party here we're making the situation worse oh my god she, by he, a million they, yeah totally did and I feel like during our thoughts, we're going to be talking about this a lot because I have some I have some thoughts. But anyway, um, in the meantime of that going on, um, Joey is watching a basketball game on TV. And he's like, you know, yelling at the TV and like, oh, go, go, you know, whatever. And this very, very pregnant lady um, shows up and she's like, are you a Nick fan? And he's like, oh, absolutely. And she's like, oh, they suck. You know, and he's like, what are you talking about? So they have a discussion about basketball. And the girl's having, like, crazy contractions at this point all of a sudden. And he was like, oh, oh, man. Like, he feels like he's got to take care of her because there's no father involved. So he's like, um, well, let's find a doctor. So He's like, like I need a father. I need a father. <laughs> <laughs> there is no father. All so, the other pregnant ladies seem to be going in here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, grabs her by the arm and, like, takes her in and, like, basically helps her out and, like, fluffs her pillow and has cute discussions. And, like, they bounce off each other very well. Like, they're really mm-hmm. cute mm-hmm. together. And, um, so Joey eventually is like, all right, well, you know, take care and good luck to you. And he leaves. Then he comes back right away and was like, you know what? You know, she likes the Celtics. You know, Celtics, this is their problem. And then they continue going on and on. Um, actually, she has the baby with Joey in the room. Joey's like her coach and is like... Oh my gosh, he was so funny. Yeah, deals with like the disgusting stuff and he's like, eh. But then at the same time, he like focuses in on her and like wants to do well and help her out. So, like, he, like, coaches her with the pushing and everything. And she has the baby and all that's well and good. Um, the father actually then shows up later. And Joey brings some balloons, but just, like, cracks the door so he can hear them that, oh, yeah, the, the father's in there. I don't want to bother. So he leaves a couple balloons behind and just, like, kind of smiles to himself and, and, like, walks away. And he has, like, these bottle baby bottle balloon that's like humongous by the way it's so creepy and he's got like a weird face and he like just grab like he has it has like arms and legs and he like grabs it by the hand and just walks away with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute so yeah we see a touching moment with with joey there um in the meantime um carol kicks out ross and susan because they are driving her bonkers 
which we just said, like, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carol's like, get the hell out of here. And, like, not dealing with it. Ross and Susan continuously fighting over, like, I don't even know what. Like, they don't even know what they're fighting over. I don't, I don't, yeah, feel like I don't think because, they know either. And I feel like they're, again, we'll get there when we have thoughts, but they're fighting. So Phoebe sees them, like, act, you know, going at it after each other. And he was like, she's like, all right, get in here. It's like a um, cleaning closet, broom closet. And she's like, yells at them basically for continuing to fight. Like, stop it. You know, like, there are people are giving birth right here and all you're doing is fighting. Like, snack it off. No negative energy. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I don't stop like it. My, <laughs> I don't like my voice like this. <laughs> don't make me talk like this again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so then she, like, turns around and opens the door, but A, it's locked. So they're locked in this broom closet and they're freaking out because, yeah. Their baby's going to be born any second, and they're locked in here. I like how she turns around. She's like, want to hear something ironic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just like, laughs it off. And then she like, starts playing the guitar, and she's like, they found their bodies the very next day. And they're all like, ah! <laughs> um, so meanwhile, Ra- or, um, yeah, Rachel's still continuing to flirt with the doctor. Rachel! Um, yeah, which is... She ends up being kind of annoying in this episode. A yeah. A little bit with that. Yeah, not a fan. And Monica and Chandler are uh, out in the waiting room. Monica's having some, like, crisis Mid-life about... crisis basically, about children. Like, yeah, she wants kids and, like, is just not in the place to have one right now. And it bums her out. And Chandler kind of comforts her, like, it's going to be fine. Like, it's okay. You know, whatever. And they're pretty cute together. Yeah, they are. Um, oh, so, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um... Finally, we go back to the broom closet thing. They're still locked in. Ross is like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So he tries his credit card. He breaks the credit card. Then he tries the, a vacuum to, like, push the door. That doesn't work, obviously. Like, suck the door open. And, and then he, like, backs up to, like, try and, like, run towards the door. Then he, like, rolls his ankle into a bucket, like a mop bucket. And that golf, would be me. Falls down. Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> do you really think it would be this difficult to open that door? Like, do you really think kicking it wouldn't have, like, opened it? Or, like, really, like, shoving your body yeah. against it? Something. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never I've never had to do that with a door, yeah. to be honest. I, I don't know. haven't either. Our um, door downstairs is pretty annoying. Imagine if that thing got stuck for reals. That's true. But that's, like, a real side door, not, like, a closet door. You yeah, know what I mean? true. It's not, like, because, like, that door at our house, like, could be double bolted, right? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just... Meg, would there have been... A storyline had it just Susan opened. and Ross wouldn't have had their moment. Exactly. So, just, you know, sometimes you just gotta let it lie. Let it, it lie. <laughs> um, so, finally, this, like, uh, worker... Actually, no. They put Phoebe up in the vent to try and get out, and she's just, like... Her legs are just hanging out of the vent, and her like, her front half, I guess, her top half is in the vents trying to, like, figure out where to go. Um, at this point, there's a cleaning guy that, a maintenance man who opens the door and they get it open, so they're like, yeah, we got it open! And Ross and Susan just run out they and book leave. It. And leave Phoebe there. That's when... That was, like, gold. Yep. That and then, so like, the good. guy was like, wait! You forgot your legs! Because <laughs> all you see is Phoebe's legs just hanging there. Um, so... Uh, all the rest of the friends are in the room with Carol, and they're like, she's about, she's pretty much giving birth at this point. Like, she's really right there. Um, so Ross and Susan finally get there. Carol's pissed off, which I get it, and she's like, "Where have you been?" And like, really funny. But anyway, um, 
the nurse is saying, hey, you know, there's going to be another person in this room. So if you're not an ex-husband or a lesbian partner, then get the heck out of here. You're done. So all the friends leave and Carol has the baby. They have a really cute moment because you see Ross like watching her give birth and Susan's next to her. So they get to play different roles, but be there. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I really liked how that played out. And they both were like, what do you see? Like, they both were interested that, or happy that Ross was there to, like, what do you see? How's he look? Like, what does he look like? You know, like, all that. So, like, that moment I really enjoyed. Um, Oh, and I also really enjoyed that Ross and Susan had a moment when Phoebe was like, this is really great that... um, Oh, my God, yes. You know, I didn't have enough parents to make a whole one, you know, because this happened and this happened. And now this little baby has three parents that love it so much that they're fighting over who can love it the most. And, like, it's the this baby is so lucky. And it gets them to, like, stop and think, like, you're right. Like, this is being, like, we're being silly. And, um, you know, it is what it is. So they find, Phoebe finds her, that jumpsuit, the cleaning man's jumpsuit to go into the vent. And the name on the jumpsuit is Ben. So that's how they come up with the baby's name. And Katie called it. I, I, I must have read that subconsciously somewhere. I don't know. I had to have, but I don't. I was like, where. I was surprised when you said it. And I was like, really? Oh damn! Like if that's an actual like, legit <laughs> guess. I was like, damn, he did it. <laughs> he played it off pretty good. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So yeah, and then um, you know, the baby's born. They name it Ben. They all have a cute moment. We still um, don't know its last name. That's true. true. We don't know its last true. name. Um. So. Then the, all the friends come in to meet the baby. Um, everyone's excited and happy for Ross. Monica is very excited. She's an aunt now, so she's just, like, loving on the baby. And, um... I will always have gum. I will always have gum. <laughs> and Rachel and the <laughs> I doctor... I don't understand that. Rachel and the doctor kind of fizzle out because he's an idiot and, like, says some, like, really weird stuff. Like, you know, it's hard for women to go out with me because of like, what I do, you know. And he's like, what do you do, Rachel? And she's like, I'm a waitress. And he's like, yeah, okay, so, like, at the end of the day, if you're, like, if I see one more cup of coffee, ugh. And she's like, great, because you're an obstetrician. Like, if you see one more vagina, what? Like, so, like. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Right? I didn't even catch on to that. <laughs> at first, I didn't either for, like, a long time. And then, like, the last few times I watched this, I was like, ew, what a creep. Like, yeah. no wonder you can't get girls to go out with you. So, anyway, that fizzles out and is over with. And at the end of the episode, they're all, like, making faces and being silly to Ben, the little baby. That was and, um, really cute. Yeah, it is. And then that's the end of the episode. That end scene made me think of all those memes where it's like, this is what your phone sees when you accidentally have yes. a selfie camera on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always looks bad. So funny. But yeah, great episode. I like this one a lot. Very I'm iconic. big fan of this episode. It was a good one. Yeah. For sure. Matt's probably going to be like, yeah, I told you so. That's why you shouldn't have marked one as a 10 already. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt. I don't regret my 10 decision. I don't either. This is is up there, though. If it's supposed to have a 10, it's supposed to have a 10. Characters. We have a lot today. I'm excited. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Um, so, John, Jonathan Silverman, he plays Dr. Franswell. Let's, let's go through him. Ugh. Um, yeah, don't like him, clearly. He's the cocky doctor. I liked him at first, because he came in and he was funny. Yeah. He was like, oh, so I see you're thinking about having a baby today. Well, you're nine months pregnant, so that's a good start. But then after that, it was like, you're dumb. Yeah. Yep. I mean, really what I didn't like about him just was how he treated Rachel. 
like with their conversations. He's weird, but like also, you know she's flirting. You're flirting, but you're your still job. being an asshole, and you're not even paying attention to Carol anymore. Yeah, they were like having a thing, and they were like, Carol's like mid, um, attraction. Yeah, like, super like sweating, like go, like it's it's getting go time. And he was like, there you go, dear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, what anyway say? Back to Paris. And it's yeah. like, what? Like, yeah. poor Carol is, like, dying over there, giving birth, and you're just talking about Paris. What? Yeah. yeah, I felt bad. Agreed. Like, your job is for that woman and that baby. What What are you doing? And, like, Rachel, you too. Because we find out that Rachel's dad is a doctor, so, like, you would think she has... Well, maybe not, because... She doesn't know any of that because, like, the way she was brought up, her dad probably didn't tell her any of the yucks of actually the medical That's side. That's true. But, um, but yeah, Dr. Franswell, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I agree. But he even says, like, part of the episode, he was like, because someone asked, like, how's it going with her? And he was like, oh, it could be an hour, it could be two, but relax, she's doing fine. Like, what? Like, if that's my wife. I want to know more than that. Like, could be an hour. Could be. What do you mean? Do, you should. You should know. Right. Like, what's going on? Too busy flirting. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, that's that's him. Any other uh, thoughts on him? He. He, sucks. <laughs> he just like doesn't have a good personality. Like, end of conversation. You know, he's just a. He's he's like a selfish doctor, and those are never good doctors to have. Not at all. Like, yeah, you're like doctor. So. I can't imagine him, like, say something started going wrong with Susan. I can't imagine him, like, reacting properly. Correct. Carol. Yeah, exactly. Carol, I'm sorry. Carol. Did you say Susan? I did. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, and so, maybe he would, but I don't know. I didn't care for him. Fair enough. I didn't either. Not a fan. Um, Jane Sabet. So that's Carol Willick. Um, like, love her in this episode. She's, we all know that I'm a big fan of Carol. She did good. Can we talk about how I discovered how I do know her? Let's do it. All right. It was driving me nuts, especially in this episode, because she's, like, hysterical. So her voice was very... Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I know this voice. I know this voice. She is from It Takes Two with Mary-Kate and Ashley. She plays the bitch wife or the bitch fiance who's, like, just trying to get their dad's money. It's so funny. That's she's funny. Not a good she like, had to look it up throughout like the mid episode. <laughs> also, I realized that the other lady who's given birth that Joey was helping is the lady that's in King of Queens. She's the wife. Yeah. What yeah. is King of Queens? It has um, what's that guy's name? Oh, I know. I just, I just Paul blanked. Blart. That yeah, guy. that guy. There's Paul Blart. Never Mall mind. Mall oh. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Kevin James. Yes. Thank you, Kevin James. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what her name actually. Well, I'm sure Chrissy has it on the list. I got it. Leah. Remini. Yes. Oh, I know her. Yeah, she did that documentary. What documentary? Didn't she do a documentary about Scientology? Maybe. Was she the one that was in it and then left? Yes. Yes. That's no. The lady. Was it her? I think so. Maybe I'm just pulling stuff out my butt, but you know. Former Scientologist. Yeah. Scientology critic and activist. But I recognized her and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so young. She plays Carrie Heffernan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she looks so young. Um, Sorry, so, I derailed that. Yeah, Carol. We were talking about Carol. Yeah, but I mean, um, no, she 
I'm glad she finally stepped up. Like, she's been the yes. middleman for so long and just, like, let it ride, let it ride. Like, oh, like, rolls her eyes about them being... Bickering and... Bickering and annoying. But, like, I know that a lot of the hormone stuff probably has something to do with it, but, like, good for her. She's like, get away. Like, get away from me. If you guys are going to be fighting and being babies, then get... Then do it elsewhere. Right. Because I yeah. can't... Like, right. I haven't... Try, I'm try, like, she said, like, I'm trying to get a person out of my body and no one's making this any easier for me. Get out. Right. Good you food. guys bickering over who's gonna get me ice chips because you love me more. Like, no. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Just somebody go get me fucking ice chips. Right. I don't give a shit who it is. Right. I don't want two of them. Okay? <laughs> don't both of you bring me one. But just get away from me. Ugh. But, um, yeah, no, I, I like Carol in general, but she's, um, she's a cutie in this episode, too. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. Like, he says, Ross says, um, she asks him what he looks like, the baby looks like. And Ross is like, oh, kind of like my Uncle Ed covered in jello. And then she's like, really? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, cute. But um, anyway, that's Carol. Susan Bunch, that's Jessica Height, who plays her. Um, I like Susan in this episode. Me too. She, Susan is one of those characters that you either love or hate her, because there's a lot of it. But like, I, I never, she never, I never minded Susan. Um, I mean, I get why she can be annoying and this and that, but, like, I understand here, like, it's kind of shows here for the first time that, like, there's Mother's Day, there's Father's Day, everyone knows who you are, no one knows who I am, like, she's trying to get her place, like, to set her place in this baby's life and with Carol, like, you know, and I think that's why she's fighting so much and being Mm -hmm. a big baby is because, like, you gotta keep your place. If I'm being honest, that is a super common thing that same-sex couples go through when they decide that they're going to have a kid. And I swear, if Kate and I ever decide to have a kid and someone comes up to me and we're both there and we have our baby and they're like, so who's like the real mom? I'm going to slap them across the face because that is one question that like lesbian couples or just same-sex couples in general get a lot So which one of you is the real mom? Like, who gave birth? I'm sorry. We're both the mom. Are we we both parenting? Then we both are. And, like, that that is something that, like, like, so Katie doesn't want to give birth, which is fine. That's her choice. It's whatever. (laughs) But, like, that's something that people who will be potentially in Katie's shoes get a lot. And, like, that has to be so hard to figure out how to navigate. Well, I think, I mean, I'm not in that situation, but I feel like if someone said that, it would make me feel like shit. Yeah. You know? Like, I know I'm in this child's life and that, like, I am its mother and you're its mother. But, like, to hear that, it's like, Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, great. you don't like, view me as the mother? Right. Okay. Like, okay. And then to Ross's point, too, like, he's like, you get to go home with this baby. Like, where does yeah. that leave me? Like, they both bring up really good points to where I'm glad they figured it out in this episode because they both need to work together. For sure. And they finally voiced it, too. Yes. Instead of just bitching about it. Yeah. And and just fighting fighting. each other. Yeah. They show it, like, they said it in a way of, like, still kind of fighty mode, but, like, they voiced their concerns finally. Right. And it's like, and then Phoebe, God, Phoebe's just saying, like, that thing. It's, like, it's so true. Like, there's people out there that don't have parents or or the parents that, like, you know, don't care about the kid. And yep. there's so many there's so many kids out there that are in foster care or whatever that like their parents don't really give and give a crap right. at all. 
Right. Like, they're more concerned about drugs or whatever else they can do than that kid. And, like, it's sad. That was so, so sweet. A thousand she, percent. She was great in this episode. The fact was. that she just, like, said it, too, in the middle of their bickering. And, you know, and then she's, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you were yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, but you just said something so real and so good that, like, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. But great. but it made, so, like, Susan annoyed me at sometimes in the earlier episodes, and I've voiced that before, but I think hearing her say those things really put into perspective for me, like, her role in that child's life yeah. and, like, the difficulties that she's going to face. Right. Because it is true. I mean, like, I, I would say, Susan, you would also celebrate Mother's Day. Like, you guys would both get Mother's Day. Right. You know what I mean? So, like... She needs to come to terms with with that being her role. She is just the mother as well. And that's okay. I agree. And Ross needs to understand that too. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Ross is going to annoy me with that. Ross. Perhaps. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad... Like, at the beginning of this episode, you're like, oh, my God, these two again. But, like... <laughs> right. And you're like, how are they ever going to figure this out? Like, it was kind of almost... Yeah, they're always going to be like this. Right. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think that their bickering will go away. Like, I think that's going to be, like, a... Like, um... Like, a funny part of the show, you know, that they're going to lean back on. But I hope that they do coexist much better now that they understand where each other is coming from. Yeah. So... Who were we even talking about? We were talking Susan. about Susan. Okay. That didn't go too far off the cuff. <laughs> um, do we have anybody else to talk about? Um, well, we have Lydia, who is um, Joey's... Yes. Temporary... Temporary... Birth mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about this before the epi- we started recording, but like they were super cute. I don't know, like, they both like sports, and they both, like, had, like, stuff in common, and, uh, I don't know, Joey stepped up. Yeah. Because at first, in the beginning of the episode, he was like, ew, like, baby stuff, blah, blah, gross, but, like, he that stepped up, so and was like, alright, like, it was cool, I liked that. This goes with what I, I was saying a lot. in a Swish episode not too long ago, but, like, did he have to help that woman? No. He didn't have to do anything. He could have just... He didn't have to do anything to begin with, but he was like, here, let me get you in here. Here's where all the pregnant ladies go. Let's go find a doctor. Yeah. And then after that, he, like, stayed with her. And then even after he left, he came back and he's like, no, like, I should, I should help her out. It doesn't take a lot to be kind. Yeah. Even if it's not in that drastic of a way, because that was, like, a step above, above and beyond. It just doesn't take a lot to be kind to somebody. Yeah. And, like, I know we talk about Joey a lot in the sense of, like, he's a womanizer. Sometimes he makes bad choices or... You know, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, you know, I feel like you you learn, not learn to like him because he's not necessarily unlikable. Right. But, like, you... You learn to love him. Yeah. Like, Joey's got a big heart. He's a good friend. He's just a big sweetheart. He is. And, like, especially in this episode, it's, yeah. like, nice. I think um, he, he came out on top on this episode. He is one of my favorites in this episode, too. Yep. Joey and Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fe- oh, yeah. my God, Phoebe. Yeah. They, they won it this episode. Yep. Uh, we have one more, um, the nurse. 
because I thought she was kind of funny. She was like, to get out. Yeah, she was funny. Like typical like New York, hard <laughs> like hardcore or whatever. Like she helps with um Joey and Lydia's yeah like Lydia's birth or whatever. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's the same nurse. She's That's like cool. breathe, breathe, and she <laughs> gives Joey the look when he's like being ridiculous. Oh. Push him out. Push him out. Harder. Harder. Push him out. Push him out. Way out. <laughs> hey hey ho ho. Uh, anyway, so um, I think that that nurse was pretty sweet because she was like, "We got something. We got something to do. Got to get it done. Yep. Let's Straight do this." Straight to yep. the point. Yep. Yep. And like you know, thinking about it, like yeah, she's kind of like rough around the edges in a way. She's not very sweet or like whatever. But like, if I'm gonna have a nurse, I wouldn't want to have a nurse like that in yep. my room. You always you need know, like one of those on the team for sure. And like solid. Yep. Yep. Get it done. Solid. <laughs> Um, I think that's pretty much it this episode. And that's going to talk about, uh, Monica just like having one of those episodes, if you will. I think, yeah, maybe it's important to touch on it for a second because like, first of all, she's only 26. Yep. It is so okay that she does not have a child. Right. And is not even close really to having one. I think, and I've said this a lot before, not on here, but just in general, like, so you go through, you have all these milestones through life, right? Like you become a teenager and then like you can drive and then you're an adult and then you're 21 and you're like really an adult, but nobody tells you what happens between like 21 and 30 and no one tells it's you what so you're true. supposed to do, but there's all these expectations at the same time. Mm-hmm. Get married, have kids. Right. And it's like, yeah. but I'm only, I'm like still like young. Yeah. Like I'm still like learning and figuring out life. I don't know what I'm doing. Not that mm-hmm. I think anybody ever does. I think we all just wing it. But isn't it funny, though, as a kid, you, like, look up to adults and oh, you're like, yeah. God, they just know what they're doing. They yeah. really don't. No. Yeah. Nobody None knows anything. Do. I just told my sister that. I was like, nobody knows anything that's going on. We all just figure it out. It's so true. Yeah. And that's okay. Yep. It's okay. But, yeah, nobody tells you those things, so you have, like, all these pressures and you're only 26, Monica. It's okay. But like, I feel like a lot of 20 year olds go through that, especially as you're kind of on the end of the twenties. Like she's 26. So she's technically in the she later half. She feels like she yeah needs to, I gotta settle down. I gotta find, yeah. I gotta find somebody. I gotta have a baby. Especially with her mom up her butt all, yes, the, all the time. Oh my God. With, like stuff. Yeah. How's your job? How, you still don't have a boyfriend yet? What about right. this? What about that? Yeah. So yeah. like, just leave people alone. For real. Let them live their lives. She's successful. She's doing something she loves doing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that, I mean, it. it's sad because, like, there are moments where she really does look like she wishes she was at that point. Yeah. Um, But I think a reminder that, like, you're not running out of time yet. Like, you're fine. You know what I mean? Everything comes in time as it's supposed to come. People have kids when they're 50 it's not common but like sure it can happen like it's if it's it's just funny because as the years go on I feel like the generations push things later and later and later you know so like think back to like when people were getting married at like 14 having kids at 15 16 because you only live to be like if you're 40 or 40 right (laughs) right so like now when my parents, when my parents were getting married, it was like early twenties. You yeah. were having kids. Yeah. Now it's more like early thirties. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
that is really when people start like settling down being like, okay, I feel like maybe I'm ready. And even then, I mean, my parents didn't get me until they were like 36. Right. So I've got plenty of time. Monica, you got plenty of time. You good girl. For real. Enjoy uh, life. And this is just a soapbox of my own, but we as humans were not put on this earth to work, pay bills, and die. So just remember that. If you want to go do something, go do something. You only have one life. Enjoy it to its fullest. Don't feel pressured by society in any way and make decisions that make you happy. And I think Monica probably needs to hear that sometimes, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And I like how she, I feel like sometimes she might feel alone here and there with these things. But, like, I like Chandler. Like, this is a soft side of of Chandler that you see here. You don't see it often because most of the time he's kind of robotic in the sense of he doesn't do a lot of emotions. Yeah. But can he just, all he does is make jokes a lot. But, like, you see, this is a good time where you like, all right, he's a good friend as well. Like, kind of like a Joey, you know? Yeah. Um, He was, like, uh, he generally cares about her and cares about all of his friends, really. But, like, he's, like, all right. Like, he, like, the way she was talking on the phone with his mom, with her mom. And, mom, what do you mean? I'm not even thinking of kids yet. What are you talking about? Like, I'm only 26. But she's, like, sobbing when she sees a baby, like, <laughs> right. walk away. Like, walk, you know, a parent bringing, like, walking by her and... Chandler just grabs the phone and, like, makes that, like, yeah, <laughs> the static noise and, like, hangs up and then he just, like, rolls his eyes and then, like, hugs her, like, uh, like, oh, you'll yeah. be fine. Like, I love that. That moment right there was super cute. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good friend. Yeah, I don't know. All of them in this episode was pretty solid. Rachel, Rachel. was not, Rachel wasn't her best. I don't think she was her best, but yeah, still a good friend, like, to be there. Like, yeah, my friend's having a baby and I'm still gonna, all of them really, and like, they're all, they all like ran to the hospital and like, they don't care how long it's going to take. They're going to stay here and wait. Yep. I love you never know. You never know how long labor is going to take with people. Sometimes it, it take, takes like two it days. Take yeah, days. It takes days. And like, they're all like, yep, yeah, I'm going to be there. So it's fine. Yeah. That was really cool. I hope it was a weekend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> then we can get off work. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, like, my, uh, my sister-in-law is going to be giving birth at any time right now. So, like, we all have a group text of the family, like, and she's like, I put everyone on this text, and, like, I'm putting out one text, and you guys want to come out of the hospital? Like, it's it. So, like, everyone, I'm, like, on my phone trying to, like, looking every so often, <laughs> when's it going to be? Because I'm going to, like, we're planning on going. Hospital and how long, ever, however long it takes, so who cares? Like, it's a really you know? good idea so that when you're not in the throw of the moment, you're not like, did I forget to text anybody? Yeah, like, just exactly. one text. One text. We're good. Yeah. Group text. She made that group like two weeks ago. She sent out a mass text with all those people and was like, here's the people that said that they wanted to know. Here's like that group name. Do with it what you will. Um, okay. We'll see you when we see you. That's it. So I was like, actually, that's a pretty good idea. That's smart. But uh, yeah, gonna be an aunt soon. I can't wait. Ooh, crazy, crazy. Anyway, okay. So that's it. That's all the uh, characters we got today. Yeah. Thoughts and rankings. Okay, Woo-hoo. I can pull it up. All right, Kate, go. Oh crap! Uh... <laughs> <You're first. laughs> I'm trying to think of something. If there's anything that we didn't touch on with characters, because I feel like we did. We did a good discussion with all that. Yeah. I don't know. I really, really liked this episode. A lot. 
it, it was, was a good one. A one hundred percent solid Friends episode. It was pretty solid. Like I laughed out loud. It had really touching moments. I cried. I almost <laughs> cried. I almost <laughs> cried. When did you cry? Oh, with Monica. Yes, um, Monica and Ross. Yeah, holding the baby. Oh my god, yes. it was so cute. I'm your aunt Monica. Yes, I am. Oh, that was really sweet. Um, I gotta give this a ten. Sorry, Another Matt. 10. I gotta give it a ten. Oh no! I knew it even when I was watching it. Well, do you? Like, what was your other ten? Episode? Yeah, what is my other ten? Your other ten is the one with the candy hearts. Ooh. So do you like that one better or worse than that one? I don't know. I feel like I would have to watch them back to back. That was the one with Janice. Janice. I think this one might win out. So Ooh. do you want to change that one to like a nine point nine nine nine? Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah. We're doing it. All right. It's our, it's our thing. screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but we're doing it season by season, though, so it's okay. Right. True. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just really good. What did Chan- Chandler had a line that made me he... laugh? Oh, I can't remember was it the was. parachute one? Or the, ni- the <laughs> nipple one. Yeah, it was the nipple. Where's my, have, has anyone have seen, seen a nipple? Because <laughs> Susan grabbed him. Yeah, like, Carol. Dang it! Carol grabbed him <laughs> when she was have in the throes of a contraction. I'm sure and he was yeah. like, "Does anyone see the nipple?" <laughs> that was it doesn't great. look like Carol had any meds. I know. I, I don't think so either. Natural. Are they here yet? <laughs> poor, poor Carol. Oh, Carol. Not um, Susan. Carol. Carol. Carol's a blonde having the baby. I know. <sighs> Susan's the really lesbian life partner. As the nurse says. Um, what do you think, Meg? Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it, Meg. Okay, so I also have a 10. And it's the one with the two parts. What happens in that one? That was when uh, we see the doctors know Wiley is in it. Um, and Joey and Phoebe and Ursula. And right, right, right. what else? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Marcel gets eats a scrabble tile. Rachel and Monica fight. (laughs) (laughs) Chandler. I think that I still like that one more. So I'm going to give this one like a 9.987. I'm shocked that you enjoyed an episode more that included Marcel. Well, because the focus (laughs) of that episode wasn't Marcel. Even though the ending was dumb with like the monkey holding his hand. Like, are you kidding me? Meg, it made him realize he was... He was ready to be a papa. Yeah. Although, is anyone ever really ready? Papa but he felt Ross. good about it. Truth. Papa Ross. Is that me? What about you? I like this episode. Very iconic. Um, I think this, one, one, this is one of the episodes that the audience is waiting for. Because yes. most of the storylines in season one is pretty much about Ross, Carol, Susan's whole mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. Um, and... We finally get closure to that, which is nice. Um, all the friends had awesome parts. Yep. Like, everyone was... I mean, it was a pretty solid episode. Phoebe was my favorite. I forgot to say that. Phoebe was my favorite in this episode. Phoebe's Phoebe great. Joey. Joey's great. Joey. Chandler and Monica were great. Like, really, yes. everyone did Except top, Rachel. tip top. I mean, Rachel... <laughs> I liked Rachel... I mean, I didn't like Rachel, but I liked Rachel's thing because it's it gives you back to, like... That's she's still that type. Like she's trying to like be more 
not likable. She's trying but like, to break away from it, but she still just gets pulled back sometimes. Yeah, she, every once in a while, and it's like, okay. But, like, she's still funny. Like, it made me laugh some of the, her stuff, like, when she was just like, oh, okay, great, Susan, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about Paris. You think? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then that, even, like, after the doctor was, like, told her, like, it's what I do is why people don't, I can't go out with women. And he was all, like, being weird. And she was like, okay. And, like, kind of, like, went back to herself, like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. this guy's no. So, like, and then you see how the wheels are turning a little bit, like, okay, no. Like, this is no. I'm not that person anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. That I, was nice to see her change, her tune. Yep. Definitely. So, I like this episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I still like the one with Underdog is Soy. That might be my top, top one right now, I think. So, I want to put this in, like, second, I hope. So I think I'm going to get it. I think my underdog one was like 8.5 or something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. How about 8.49? Right behind. It's a great mind. But no, I I like this episode a lot. I don't know why. Actually, your number one. What is my number one? Your number one right now is the one with Mrs. Bing. Oh, I do like Mrs. Bing too. So that would put this in third. Wait, this episode right now is going to be in third? Yeah. Yeah, I want Mrs. Bing in third. <laughs> Interesting. Do you want to change them? Yes. Okay. Sorry, not so, sorry. <laughs> you want Underdog to be one? Yeah. So that's 8.54. Okay, what's Mrs. Bing? Mrs. Bing is 8.57. All right. Oh my God, the decimals. I know, that's what makes it. Um. Let's just give the one with... Miss Underdog a nine, fucking nine even, and then we'll do Underdog like eight point eight and Mrs. Bing eight point five. All right. Wait, Mrs. Bing, you wanted in third, didn't you? Yeah, is that what I said? So you want Underdog nine? Yeah. Mrs. Bing eight point five, eight point four. Yeah, and then nine the zero. birth one will do eight point five seven. Yeah. That's fine. So I'll let that one in a second. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be posting these so you can guys can follow what the heck we're trying to do right now. Because <laughs> we don't even know. So you have underdog number one, birth number two, Mrs. Bing number three. Katie has birth number one, Candy Hearts number two, Ick Factor number three. I have parts, uh, the one with two parts, number one, the birth number two, and Ick Factor number three. Is the birth like a continuous number two? It was yours number two? It's my number one. It was oh. my number two, Katie's number one. So it is our... Oh, wait, here, group stats. It is our number one. Nice. Ick factor number two, underdog number three. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I, this episode is always good, though. I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah, I... That it was. I don't know if, like... I feel like this whole day has been, like, a really good hang day, too. Like, we made breakfast, Chrissy brought coffee, and then we settled down and watched the episode. So it was just a feel-good day. I'm going to post this in the group right now so people can see where it goes before the episode is even posted. Oh, man. Hey, buddy. All All right. right. Give me some motherfucking fucking 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 facts. (laughs) (laughs) Do it, do it, do it, do it. Um... So, we have some uh, interesting ones, this one. Not too many of them, but still some interesting. Um, this is the first episode not to feature feature Central Perk or Monica and Rachel's apartment. Oh, my oh. God. 
Because it was all done in the hospital. You're right. Yep, yep. Um, this one I thought was super interesting. So June Gable, she is the lady who plays the nurse. Um, she is... She also played Estelle Leonard. That's Joey's talent agency uh, oh, lady. I see it. Yeah. Wait, who? The nurse. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if we recall, this was back in The One with the Butt, where Joey, <laughs> Joey got, gets a, Joey gets a, um, an agent. Double. Yeah, an agent, and that's Estelle Leonard. And um, she's really funny. Like, let me see if she's in. How you doing? And she like <laughs> turns around and looks. Yes. But yeah, that's the same person. She plays both. Um, um, Gable plays the part of Estelle, which we which we see in the one with the butt, but it's uh, in the uncut episodes. So if someone doesn't know what I'm talking about, that's because it's in the uncut ones. Um, there was a really good deal on Amazon the other day for like mm-hmm. the complete collection, wasn't yeah, we'll it? Yeah, yeah. Someone it was like fifty bucks it. for all of them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. Actually, I keep telling people for Fye, and I know I'm like a broken record, but like Fye has them for relatively cheap. I think the first season was like twenty dollars. I seen, and like they have like all the seasons, and they're really like cheap compared to like when I bought them. They were like way more expensive because they were. You know, whatever. But I feel like now the 25th anniversary, you see more friends stuff, and like they're really not bad if you get them season by season. I think also like DVDs are kind of going out, so they're getting cheaper. Yeah, it could be because more sure. people are just wanting digital. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, stream or digital buy digital like for Apple TV or something like Remember that. Remember when like a season would be like 50, 60 bucks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe even more. Like we own all the Dexter ones. Like. That was Those a lot were of money, so man. expensive. They were I expensive. I had I have a few of the Grey's Anatomy ones too, and they were really pricey. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you guys want to do like trying to find them or whatever, I suggest getting the DVDs because they have like the they have the uncut versions. It's everything that we talk about, and they're relatively cheap on the cheaper end. And buying them season by season, and not buying them all at once could be helpful because twenty dollars here and there you can wait. You know, if you're going, if you're watching them, or with like us. just buy them as we go. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's going to be 20-some weeks before we get through season two. Yep. And, I mean, they just pulled off Netflix. Who knows where it's going to go it's or not go. going to HBO, I think. Right. Um, but you won't, have to, you won't have to wait around. Just pop it in. And Yeah, it's, again, uncut. And I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do the cut version back on HBO when oh, they do that. Oh, for sure. So, like, if, that's big, if that makes a big deal for you guys, then, yeah, I would suggest just buying the DVDs if you can. But anyway... Um, I'm yet? loving these extra scenes, so I highly so recommend far, it. None of them like, have been like, oh, I can see. And some of them, they're like, all good. Some of them, like, that's my favorite scene from the episode. Yes. Yeah, with the guys dancing. Yeah, yes. I cannot believe that that's not in the episode just regularly. Like, that's why I get mad. I'm like, that's not what happens, X. Like, he says <laughs> something else that's funny. Like, and they cut it, and it's like, oh, come on. But anyway, um, what's more facts here? Uh, Jonathan Silverman, he plays uh, Dr. Franzbaugh. Um, he is one of the stars in the movie Weekend at Bernie's, if, uh, anyone was, no one hmm, haven't seen, seen that movie. I haven't seen it either. Maybe I have. Have I? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, he <laughs> plays one of those characters there. Um, and in this uh, episode, it's revealed that, uh, Rachel's father is a doctor and, um, her ex-fiance, Barry, was a doctor also. And we have the hypothesis of Rachel and Ross getting together, and Ross is a doctor. So, like, oh, he all is. the doctors. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Maybe that's something to do with it. And it's funny because um, Chandler was like, what is with you with doctors? Is, like, your dad a doctor or something? And she's like, yeah, why? 
<laughs> and he's like, no reason. you always marry someone like your dad, is what they say. That's what they say, which is... I did not. Creepy. I was going to say, am I like your dad? I don't think no. I'm like your dad. Creepy AF. Creepy AF. But anyway. Um, uh, so our uh, ending line, our sign off is want to get some coffee. And Rachel says that in this episode at the end of, um, at the end of it where um, they're all like staring at Ben and everyone gets kind of bored. And she's like, all right, so uh, want to get some coffee? <laughs> so stems from our sign off there. It was kind of cool. But Chrissy like said that it home. doesn't really just come from that. Um, it's part of it. So deal with it. But we're going to find Can you tell me what season we find out more? No. Mm-hmm. I'm already, they already told me I'm spoiling too much as it is, so I better just keep quiet. <laughs> um, and then the last uh, fact here, the music playing in the background of the of the ending scene with all of them staring at the Ben is Baba blah, blah, Black Sheep because we like mm, hear yeah. like the twinkling of like a baby. Song. It's like a little uh, mobile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Baba blah, blah, Black Sheep. Mobile? mobile. I don't know. Whatever. Spinny um, thing above a baby. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's not many goofs in this um, episode. Joey walks away from Lydia's room and he grabs the inflatable by the wrong arm. I didn't really. Oh, yeah, he kept, does. Like, he, but I, I don't think that that's a goof so much as like maybe they just wanted to show the face of the bottle more when he was walking out than I anything. I just assumed it was on both sides. That's what I assumed, too. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, OK, but like, yeah, but like, I feel like he makes it a big move to like bring his arm up and down so you can tell what he's trying to do and whatever. But that's pretty much it. Um. And this one was kind of silly, but Susan sarcastically tells Ross when he picks up the vacuum cleaner, what are you going to do? Suck the door open? The door opens outwards, so you can't really suck it forward. <laughs> True. But, like, that's something stupid. <laughs> Thank you, fandom. <laughs> um, and that's all the facts we got today. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Facts! Redo. What? Any hypothesis? Yes. So. Slamming that iPad closed. This is making me nervous. The next... It's empty. Oh, there's no water in it. Um, The next episode is the one where Rachel finds out. She's going to find out that Ross has a thing for her. And I bet you Ross isn't going to be the one to tell her because he's a... What's a nicer word that I can say than what I was gonna? (laughs) He's a wimp. (laughs) I know what you were going to say. That's terrible. So... Who is going to tell her? I'm going to hypothesize that... Joey. Joey is going to tell her. I bet you it's going to be like a sweet heart-to-heart with Joey, too. He's going to be, like, nice about it. I want to know if that's the episode or when the episode is of the... I know that you know that you don't know. I don't know when that is. Oh. I wonder if that's the one. I don't know that episode. I didn't ruin anything because it's all I know, but I know it's funny. But I wonder if that, because I know that involves Joey. Oh. I feel like it might be later on. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So someone's going to tell Rachel <laughs> that Ross has a thing. They're going to wind up together. They're going to have a real good snog, and they are going to be happy by the end of the next episode. They're going to be a thing because Ross and Rachel is just like such a huge Ro- uh, friends thing. That it has to ha- it has to be a thing throughout like the whole series, you know. So like I I envision them getting together early on, early, and like they stick it through the whole time. You know what I mean? And that's why it's like such a thing. 
Also, Chandler and Monica totally, I bet you that was huge foreshadowing. Chandler being like, oh, well, you know, if neither of us are married by the time we're 40, maybe we'll have a kid together. They're going to have a fucking kid together. They give a lot of nods. They're going to have a kid together. They're going to be together. And it's Chandler and Monica. It's got to be. I want them. So, like, part of me thinks that they're kind of a weird couple. But, like, the more that I'm watching it, I'm like, no, like, they're perfect. Because Monica, it's like an opposites attract situation. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Monica is super, like, she can be really serious sometimes. She can be very, like, leader of the band type, you know, like, okay, this is what we're doing. This has to be cleaned. We have to do this. This is whatever, whatever. She's like a delegator. And Chandler's a goofball. And it's like, you wouldn't think that they would go together. Maybe he loosens her up and she reins him in. Yeah, it's perfect. What does that look mean? (laughs) (laughs) Megan got like super close to my face and was like trying to read my face. (laughs) Are you giving me signals with your eyes? (laughs) Also, Ben is totally going to have Ross's last name, I bet. Ben Geller. Ben Geller. Ben Geller. Also, when Phoebe put on that jumpsuit and said Ben, I kept poking Meg. I was like, yeah. Also, I love that um, Ross and Susan. Good job. Like, kind of, they both found a name that they totally agreed upon. Yeah. Because they shared this moment. And yeah. And that was very sweet. Agreed. Like, at least something they agree on. Jeez. Like, I know. I uh, want more Ross-Susan moments. I like I it. I think we will. Yeah. I think they'll have to sprinkle them in. I bet you Rachel will become a really good bridge between, like, their relationship. I like that. Especially since she was, like, well, she was kind of involved in this birth, It was weird that, like, like, flirting. Yeah, but she, it was weird that, like, she was the one that came in. Because you, it, it's just interesting because it's like, oh, they are trying to push that, like, they're going to be a family. Know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, because at first she didn't know she wasn't flirting with the doctor. She came in she to came legitimately in ice give chips. ice chips. Yeah, and, it's and like, then she was like, "Oh, we have Rachel." Met. Would be the one that just shows up because it's like, "Oh, Carol and Susan, and then Ross, and who does he have?" Oh, there's Rachel. She's got the ice chips. Mm. Interesting. I like that. So I like that a lot. I mean, I already know that they wind up together, so it's not really a hypothesis. But it was I just cool to see the thought that it was steps. interesting, like the foreshadowing kind of that they showed there. For sure. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I missed a couple of facts that I was like, oh, these are good facts. So, sorry, we're going to remind for a second. Bring oh, them on. Bring them on. Okay. So, interesting, interestingly enough, this uh, episode was written by the um, original, not say original, but like the um, writers of the show. So, the David Crane, Marta Kaufman, Kevin Bright people. Um, they uh, writ- wrote this episode, which I like a lot. And since it's such a good, iconic episode, I'm glad to know, like, these episodes that are big, like, the creators of the show wrote it. Right. So, like, yeah. And also, we mentioned before that um, James Burroughs directed this one. And this is the guy, the director that, like, directed Cheers, I believe. And, like, some mm. of those. And Taxi, I think, too. Maybe not, though. But anyway, like, those big episodes. Um, I think he did do Taxi, too. Anywho. Um, so when, like, James Burroughs directs an episode, I feel like you know it's going to be a good one because of him and his, like, talent. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And that this episode is our group's, like, our podcast 
first, I think, right? You said mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And, like, it makes sense, because that guy, um, the writers and the direction was very good in this episode. Um, the original air date was May 11th, 1995. Um, that was kind of cool. And this one, this fact was really neat. Um, so I have this from a book. I think I mentioned it to you guys. This is the one about the episodes. So this is a book that literally goes into depth, well, kind of depth of each episode throughout the entire series. And they have some kind of facts in there too. But, um, they said that the real moment here of this episode, yeah, it's, it's primarily focused on Ross and Carol's baby, but the big moment here is the growth of Joey. Um, and I, I agree. Like, you see him in the beginning of this episode being like, ew, gross, with all the baby stuff talking about. And then he, like, steps up, throws on some pants, and basically is like, helps this lady out, the stranger, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's like the moment that he walks away from Lydia's room, it's a combination of happy and sad because, like, he's happy for them. And, like, we, we were happy for Joey that he, like, stepped up. He's a good friend. We like him. He, like, pulls at our feels a little bit. And it's kind of sad because, like, you kind of want them to maybe be together or start something. But, like, that's... They have their own thing. Like, they have, they have, they're have a family, you know, like, with this guy or whatever. And right. That's their business to figure it out. So he just walks away and you're, you're kind of like... Mm-hmm. But the fact that I thought interesting, um, the actress Leah Remini, thank you, Leah Remini, uh, she auditioned for the role of Monica and she nearly got it. Like she was very close to um, receiving the role, um, but clearly Whoa. we know that she did not receive it. I don't see her as Monica. Yeah, I could. But um, so she almost had it, and she said uh, about it. She said, "Quote: I was devastated that I didn't get it." We all knew this was going to be a huge hit. We just knew it. End quote. So, um, I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, that would have been an interesting one. Because, like, she plays well in King of Queens and stuff. Maybe yeah, she's she a good actress. She would have hit well. I don't know. But I can't really imagine anyone else being Monica than Courtney Cox. I'm, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm biased. <laughs> but um, that's not saying I don't like her. In no, no, no. I can see now, it, but... but I prefer Courtney. She, I mean, like, I feel like Leah would have done a good job as, like, the type of character Monica is, but clearly, like, now that Courtney Cox is just, like, so ingrained in our mind as Monica, it's really difficult to... Picture anybody. Yeah. Yeah, picture anybody else in it, for sure. I agree. Um, but yeah, well, as far as casting goes, there's so, there was such a big deal, like, big story along with all that. Maybe with the Patreon, we can, uh... Talk about Talk it. about all that stuff. Ooh. Let us know if you're interested. Ah. I'm highlighting a lot of facts in my books. They're really good. Prepping. Cool. Prepping. Yep. Uh, anyway, that was all my facts. You got For some sure. quotes? Push them out. Push them out. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. Forgot your legs. Yeah, the forgot your legs was a good one. Uh, I really liked, I think we talked about this, but I really liked Phoebe's, like, little bit of a speech with the, yes. with Susan and Ross uh, about the baby and, like, stop fighting about it, yada yada. Like, the that was really she's cute. like, this is the luckiest baby in the world. I know, so and, like, both sweet. kind of, like, feel ashamed of themselves yeah. for fighting about it. Like, yeah, just love each other. But, like, the way <laughs> Phoebe delivers lines, she, she's not saying it out of spite. She's not saying it, like, you guys need yeah. to shut up and realize this. She just, like, says it, and then it makes everyone realize, like, 
assholes. Oh. We have been assholes. Yeah. And then she's like, so, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. You were fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Phoebe's speech. Um, what else? There was a, oh, the nipple one from Chandler. That yeah, was that funny. was good. And then the, the, oh, no, it's a knapsack. Oh, yeah. Dear God, this parachute is a knapsack. <laughs> That was he goes flipping over the chair. <laughs> that was pretty great. Oh my he God. dug himself into that hole. I yeah, know. oh, for sure. Uh, anyone can help me is trying to rip out my heart. Oh, that's great. Anyone seen a nipple? <laughs> like, Kate, like, legit, like, laughed out loud, like, belly laugh at that one. Oh, God. Um, this is so funny. It was really good. Oh, the, also with um, Lydia, when she was having the baby, the father comes in and, like, looks at the baby, and he was like, so, is this her? And she's like, no, this is a loner. Ours is at the shop. And then she's like, God, God I hope she has my brains. <laughs> it's like, because she's kind of a hard ass, too. So yes. it's just like, yes. Her and but, Joey would have done well. I liked that. I think. Yeah, I agree. They're cute. Um, but yeah, that I think, unless you guys think of any other quotes, I'm trying to like. Those are all the heavy hitters. Of. Yeah. Every day is a lesbian lover day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Ross. How do we know Susan is a lesbian? She could be bisexual. True. It's true. You know? Well, she says was... lesbian lover day. First, that is true. That so is true. Maybe that's why he just like went with it. There weren't as many broad terms then. That's true. 95. True. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's like... Not that they weren't a thing, but they didn't have names. Right. The spectrum wasn't as... Colorful. <laughs> I think this is one of the, maybe not, because I, I don't really watch a lot of TV at that point, but, like, they do really well, good job at that time of, like, getting a lesbian couple into the show. Progressive. For such a like, mainstream show in the 90s, it's cool that there was a lesbian couple in it. Yeah. I agree. And they try to, like, push it in more, and you understand why they're both, you understand both sides with Susan Did they get flack yeah. for that? I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't heard any. I'm trying big to Google it. I don't. You're not allowed to Google things. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll Google it. Good on them too, because it's not like they don't just use it as the butt of a joke. Like we saw today, like yeah, like it's Susan a real part struggles. of struggles. Oh, story. Right. Susan struggles to find her place, oh, and right, like that's on. called out. Yeah. It's really cool, and it then they cool. resolve it, and like you know, they are a family unit. It's a different family, but they're still a family unit. Like they, yeah. they're not discredited from any other family. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Digging it big time. It's come a long way since episode one. Yeah. Like all their relationships with each other. There is a small article. Yeah, it doesn't really tell me much. Maybe that could be a Patreon episode. Honestly, yeah, maybe yeah, I can, can look do all that a little more on research on it. And... I'm sure they did get some. I mean, I mean. Some asshole. Something. If anybody knows, I mean, people a link. gave Disney a bunch of shit for that second of a moment where LeFou was dancing with a man. Oh my God, in the it. live action Beauty that and the Beast. That was crazy. I didn't people even notice like what was going. I'm like, what? Like, where? Where? When are they mad? Why? Like, I don't. It was ridiculous. People. I saw. literally hate people most of the time. Like, <laughs> even if even if that's so, like, they didn't even do much with it like i wish they would have had lefou make out with someone right in the middle of the screen they didn't do anything anything remotely like even if they did worthy of being mad like they didn't even do it but like because no one really should have a right to be mad about any of that really but i'm saying like they didn't do anything at all really they made like he had some sarcastic 
like lines and it was kind of like it was like maybe like or whatever maybe i'm in love with gaston yeah maybe and then that was that's basically it you want to know what i want disney to do make elsa a lesbian i I agree i can see it i think she is but they just won't say it i actually think she might be asexual or that yeah maybe i was just like to be on life yeah i think she just needs family like i don't feel like she needs a relationship at all but like a lesbian I mean, sweet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, I don't know why. I'm sure they've gotten something because people are still giving shit now in 2020. But like, and that was Clearly 95. didn't hurt them, though. I mean, they had great ratings. Oh, yeah. Season was... one, they went on to 10. I wonder, though, if like the reason why people were okay with it was because of like the jokes that Ross drops on it. Potentially. I mean, yeah. And people were like, oh, it's a thing, but like, it's a joke. You know what I mean? Like, back in the 90s, that's why people were, like, okay with it. But how cool that it still speaks now. And, like, I just said, like, it kind of brought to light things that maybe went over people's heads then. But for some people, maybe it resonated at that time and they needed that. Yeah. Like, the other partner and, like, their role in the child's life and, like, what they're called. Like, she's just the mother. Right. Don't ask who the real mother is. They're both real mothers. Drives me nuts. Yeah, and you can see that she, that Susan probably had or is having a very hard time with everything, and that's why she's being a pain in the ass. She's being overprotective of it because she feels she needs to to validate who she is. Yes. It's kind of like women in politics or women in business. Yeah. Or women anywhere, let's say that. Yeah, for Just like how we have to deal with life. Like, like, I know some people don't like Taylor Swift. And I'm not just talking about you, Chrissy, but like other people, <laughs> I mean, like person, other people in general. She like, so she just had a documentary come out called Miss Americana, and she talks about how women in the industry, and like this can, this can apply to anywhere in life. Women in the music industry constantly have to reinvent themselves to stay relevant, and men don't. Like. Why do you think Taylor Swift went from being a full-fledged country artist to a full-fledged pop artist? Because she felt she had to reinvent herself to stay relevant. Right. And, like, nobody should have to do that. You shouldn't. I mean, not that she didn't want to do pop music. I'm sure that she did. But, like, the whole, like, one of the reasonings behind it was because she's like, oh, my gosh, I need to totally, like, I just. And that's why, like, all of her albums have personas. Because she felt in order to stay in the public eye and, you know, making money, doing what she loves to do, she had to have those personas. She had to be full-fledged country darling for her first two albums. She had to be full-fledged, independent, I'm writing my whole album by myself with no co-writers for Speak Now because she got reviews doubting the fact that she wrote her music when she always has. That's why she went total vintage early 20s vibe for Red. That's why she completely went pop for 1989 and made a pure pop perfect album, one album of the year. And then, like, at the end of it, she's, like, done all this reinventing and then at the end of, like, winning the Grammy that she wanted she like tells herself she's like this was all that you wanted oh my god this was all that you wanted and you have no one to share it with i just like i just love her i feel bad for a lot and like it's stupid to feel bad for a celebrity but like it's not she's a person people forget that they're humans and still have things to like work to do and yeah things and feelings and and like how many men in the music industry had to endure 
like a worldwide trend on social media of blatant hatred at them. Has that ever happened? I don't know. Not really. Not that I know of. I mean, I don't really follow music to the T like that, but... Like, people were, like, all about hating her during that time period, and they're calling her a snake and everything, and she's like, do you know how many people around the world have to be actively hating you on social media to have that trend worldwide on Twitter? That many people hated me. And, like, what does that do to anybody? Right. Like, how would that make anyone feel? It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. Yeah, just because I'm a celebrity and I have money and, like, whatever, doesn't mean that that didn't hurt. I'm sure. And, yeah, you forget about that. They still be dealing with stuff and everyone's got problems and I don't know. And I think that a lot of people forget about that with Susan, honestly, because, like, some people love to hate her. And I may have felt a little, like, off towards her in the beginning of this season, but, like, she had a really difficult role to overcome. She did. Yep. Yeah, and it's, again, like we said, not just, like, her and her thing, but, like, women in general, and it sucks that she, first of all, it that sucks, but, I mean, in the time period, like, you have to present yourself in a way, different way, because you're a lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. And then, not only are you a lesbian couple, but you're a woman, too. So it's like, oh, like... Like, mm-hmm. to be taken seriously, the steps that they had to, like, overcome, sucks. Yeah. Still, nothing's changed. <laughs> Not much has, that's for sure. No. Like, I work in a construction industry. I work in an office for construction. But, like, all of our guys that work for us, they're all guys. We have a, our, what am I call it? Like, the amount of employees, we have 54 employees, three of them are women. And the rest of them are all men. And, like, even, like, if you drive by a construction site and you see a woman out there, chances are... They are not doing anything but holding a stop sign or holding... That's so true. Holding a, like, the signage for it. They're not doing, you know, the excavating or the concrete work or whatever. Most of the time, they are out there doing that. And most places, construction places, hire them because of the equal opportunity thing. Everyone has to have those numbers. But, like, a lot of times they don't let them do anything else but... Hold it's a like traffic I got, signs. I got into this because I enjoyed construction. I didn't get into this because I wanted to hold a sign. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's just... Or even if I go on some jobs here and there or whatever, like, all of... I'm just there, like, learning and observing. But, like, all of the entire uh, room, if they're having a meeting on something, all of them is, is a male. Every single one. Except, I think, one time we had, like, the other week I went, went, went out and they had the... Like, one of the engineers or something was a woman... And the That's rest cool. of the and yeah, the rest cool. of the room was all men, and there was probably twenty twenty five people in that room, and it was just like me and that woman, like the engineer up there, and the rest of it was all men doing that doing the work for the buildings and stuff. And it's like, I mean, I get it, I do in a sense, like it's definitely a man's job or whatever, quote quote. Same thing with nurses, though. Way more women are nurses than there are men, right? That are nurses, teachers too. It's because a lot of men are like worried to dive into certain I I don't know I guess it goes it's a two-way street like there's so much negative about like men showing their feelings and being sensitive and caring for people and take like I think that's kind of why like not that many are nurses because it's like a position where you have to be caring and there's like a stigma yeah for sure which is stupid it's crap 
And that's why I like Ross. For, helpful mm-hmm. for men to be ner- more nurses because, like, the upper body strength. Like, let's be honest. Men have a have more strength in their upper body. And, like, be able to lift more and whatever. It is, it is what it is. Hopefully people don't give me shit for saying that. But, like, people to lift patients and whatever. Like, it's helpful to be able to... Not saying women can't, obviously. But, like... I just think that with that kind of stuff to like lifting and like positioning patients and like bed sores and da 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 like like all all you're saying is that both genders have roles in all jobs pretty much and that there shouldn't be a stigma in life at all for like this is a men's job this is a woman's job everybody can do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. how about that yep preach yep. It's just, I don't know, it's interesting. We haven't really gotten too too much better, in a way, of that 1995 Susan Carroll. I think we've made made some strides. Truth. Yeah. I definitely think that we're hey, going forward. marriage is legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, like, that's great, but, like, that was, what is that, 2020, 95, oh my god, yeah, 25 years, 24, years, And, like, yeah, we're still making strides, but we're not exactly where we want to be, and that was 25 years ago. Yeah. Time moves, like, things change fast, but also real slow. Yep. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Who cares? That's, that sounds mean in a sense, but, like, why are we still, like, who cares what people do in a way? That's the biggest thing that holds people up from equality and those types of things is, like, they, they think too much about, how, how do, how do I word this? They think they think too much of their own personal thing, like, oh, well, like, that's gross. I would never do that. And it's like, but it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like you take like you take laws and whatnot too personally. And it's it's like, well, but but it's really it's not about what you would or wouldn't do or what you would want or not want. It's about the fact that you can't make a law that says X, Y, and Z can't this, 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 this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you don't want it for you, like, that's great. But like, You don't want a gay marriage? Don't get a gay marriage. Fair. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know, I don't understand why it's still a thing to be discussed anymore because it's like, it's nothing to do with you. Who am I to say so and so and so and so can't be married or whatever? Like, that's what they want to do? Cool. Now, is it for me? Would I want to marry a woman? Not particularly because it's, that's just not me. I don't, I... You know, not. But like, <laughs> that's it. Like, who, so? Like, no one cares like, that who's I'm to tell heterosexual me, either. Yeah. Who's to tell me and Katie that we can't get married? Stupid. Guess what? It doesn't affect you and your taxes and your medical insurance and blah, 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 I blah. Like, why do you it care? It affects us. So, like, why do you deserve, why, why do you deserve health care together, but we don't? Well, that you know? definitely that's that's the thing. But like, why do you care if they have health care together? Like, right. Why Why do you have to like step aside, like step outside of that, and be like they shouldn't? But why? why? Like, like who cares? What difference does it make if they did? That's my point. Like, it annoys me. I'm like, we're still talking about this. Like, who cares? Like, come on, people. Like, they'll it doesn't make a difference to you. So just whatever. Do with it what you will. Enjoy it. Enjoy your life. And you enjoy your life. And that's enough. Yep. Okay. Poor Susan Carroll. Look at making political statements. (laughs) (laughs) 
On that note. Anyways, but yeah, what are, where are we at now? My goodness. Social media. Oh. Follow us on Facebook at yes. Friends Watching Friends <laughs> Podcast. And also join our discussion group, Friends Watching Friends Podcast group. That is where we pull all of our previous discussions for the last episode. Um, we love interacting with you guys. We share fun Friends memes as long as they're spoiler free. We talk about Friends and it's great. Uh, by the way, side note, sorry, about the, the group, if you posted something and it, you realize that it's not on the group website uh, or the Facebook page or whatever, it's because I go through and I have to approve every post. Um, and if I think it has some kind of spoiler, like it might be, I, I decline it. So if you want like an explanation of, hey, you know, like, why didn't my thing get posted? Feel free to DM me. I'm more than happy to explain. It's not that I don't like your meme or your post, believe me, I love them and I totally wish I could post them all. And she looks at all of them, but I don't approve. I don't go in there. Yeah, no, Megan doesn't have anything to do with it and or as far as approving goes. And you I don't think me Kate, Megan. That was weird. I, know, I never call you Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kate doesn't either, I don't think, do you? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm the only one that goes in there to approve them. So, as far as that goes, we don't have to worry. But if you notice that your particular thing didn't get in, it's probably because I saw some kind of spoiler that I don't want Megan or other listeners to see. So apologies, but we'll yeah, get them. All, we'll keep keep posting them. Trust me, because eventually we're, we're eventually done with they'll get one. approved. Yeah, yeah don't well, take offense. Season one's almost done, so we're getting there. Um, and then Continue. also you can follow us on Instagram at friends watching friends pod. Chrissy also is the only one that has access to like the DMs and stuff on Instagram. So if you want to reach out to her and you don't have Facebook, you can always message our group Instagram because me or Katie will not see those messages. So if you want to talk spoiler things or whatever, feel free to message her on there as well. And uh, lastly, just a reminder, if anybody is interested in watching the season finale with us, we are doing that next Saturday. Um, so today, this episode is getting posted on February 16th, 2019, just so anybody who's listening to this in the future... What did I say? 2019. Oh my gosh, it's 2020. <laughs> anyway, so this episode's getting posted February 16th, 2020, for anybody who's listening to this in the far, far future. Um, so February 22nd... Is that right? Yes. February 22nd at noon. Yes. 2020. We are watching the season finale live on Facebook and on Instagram. So if you have access to either of those, you can join us and we'll be like reading the comments and chatting along with you guys while the episode is going. Um, So feel free to join us if you're available. Noon Eastern Standard Time for anybody that is in other time zones. Yep. We're going to be... Basically having like a party, and we'll probably be recording. We record right after, so maybe we'll just stay live. Well, yeah, we'll stay live on that. It'll be fun. I'm excited. We should like make snacks. Does anybody have any good like friends themed snacks that we should make while we're watching the finale, or maybe even when we're doing the next episode where we like give out awards and stuff like that, which will be like our closing episode the week after the finale. What? How are we gonna do noon? Why? We got a lot of stuff going on next week. I just realized. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we can make some Tiki Death Punch because of the girls that hung oh, out. Oh, that's right. They had a sleepover. Oh, yeah. Punch. That is right. 
Um, and of course, our Cheetos and Coke, because that's what we do. Of yeah. Course. It's not really a friends thing, but that's a friends watching friends thing. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be fun. So join us. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Can we get some coffee? Yeah. yeah. Okay, now what I just heard blah 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 blah.